This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick, and you are listening to The Jolt on Sirius XMLQ. We are so pleased to welcome to the studio Ross Ellis. She is the founder and CEO of Stomp Out Bullying, which is the nation's leading anti-bullying, cyber-bullying organization. It's uh, it's really nice to see you. How are you thank today? Thank you. Very good, and thank you for having me It's here. an absolute pleasure. I, I actually have to relieve my, my crowded brain of one thing, and that is everybody has a twin in life, and you are the the duplicate image of one of my favorite college professors. <laughs> Why are you like holding your breath? I'm like, who is he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You are like one of my favorite, favorite theater professors at Queens College. Well, thank you for the compliment. Yes, I loved her so dearly. And I'm sure she's still very much alive and well. Uh, Susan Einhorn, and you look just like her. Thank Same you hair and everything. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here. Sitting up straight because <laughs> I don't want to look foolish. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Thank see you. us and for indulging my silliness. Um, so let's talk about stomp out bullying. How how long have you um, have you been uh, running this organization? How long ago, ago did we you start? We just it? celebrated our tenth anniversary last Wednesday night. Big, very big, very Had very Nick big. Cannon there, Melissa Joan Hart was great. Amazing, amazing. And uh, every organization like this is triggered by something specific. What was the trigger for this? Well, I had started Love Our Children USA, a child abuse prevention group. And I started hearing the rumblings about bullying and cyberbullying. And I was an internet safety expert, so it just seemed very natural for me to investigate. Mm. And upon investigating and talking to experts and, and other people, I said, you know what? We need to put this on our website. I had no idea what I was doing because two days later, our website crashed. Wow. It was unbelievable. And so we fixed it and we got all kinds of information and started helping kids. And here we are 10 years later, the most influential anti-bullying organization in the country. It's so, so needed. It, yeah, it is. Um, in 10 years, your mind must just just explode with how the advances have actually made us more vulnerable. It, they, yeah, it has. I mean, what goes on every single day, whether it's with the kids in school or you, you hear about it in the news or just whatever, it, it's mind-boggling. And, and for every kid we lose, I mean, we do save a lot of lives, but for every kid we lose, it just tears at your heart. I'll bet. I'll bet. You know, I will tell you, I was, I was bullied as a kid. And um, I remember always thinking if I could just make it to the end of the school day, right. I'd be fine. And, and I would run home and I would resume some sort of life. And even if that meant hiding in my bedroom, I can't even fathom what it's like for kids now because you don't get to leave. No. There's no place to hide. I remember uh, during one particularly tough time, uh, begging my parents to just let me stay home because I felt safer there, and and now you think and you what you read about how kids are not even safe in their own bedrooms because everybody's connected That's and right. nobody's ever alone. That's right. They're on 
the digital devices 24-7. Those screens are on all the time. I say to parents whenever I'm with them, number one, they've got to be very technically savvy. Yeah. Um, and they have, you've got to make rules. You can't, I know kids that go to sleep with their phones. Yeah. Take the phones away when they go to sleep. You know, there's no need for them to have and have them. Kids will check on the average a hundred times a day their social media sites about what others are saying about them. I can't imagine living in a world like that. Except that, you know, it's so funny. Their parents are probably doing the same exact thing. Ross. Well, they they are. Look, I was in a restaurant a couple of months ago, and there was a family of four, and they were all texting. Mm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, because if the parent, where did the kids learn it from well, the parents? Well, they don't know where the boundaries are because right. the parents don't have any boundaries. Exactly. Um, and I, yeah, I I think that the problem is that adults have um have no filter or no idea of where the line is. They don't. And, and you know, I have a friend who uses a PC. Her daughter uses a Mac, but my friend does not know how to use a Mac. So therefore... Oh, that's, a, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's awful. Therefore, her daughter is, and I know she's going on sites she shouldn't be, um, and she's going on these sites, and if she gets into trouble, my friend is not going to be able to help her. Mm. And I can guarantee you that's very common amongst a lot of parents because we need to raise very digitally responsible kids. We do. It, we do. We must. Now, is it is it do things like parental controls work? Not really. They Not, don't. I mean, do for they? very young kids, they do. But um, for the, the tweens and the teens, no. There's always a way around it. Always. I mean, all these kids think that they're going to be okay on Snapchat because it disappears. Guess what? It doesn't disappear. Nothing disappears. That's right. Nothing disappears. Um, and, and and I used to have a, a very kind of Luddite view of things. I don't anymore. But I used to believe, well, a kid doesn't need a phone, but a kid does need a phone. Well, they do. I mean, you know, what if someone's late picking them up at school or what if there's an emergency or – there's always a reason, but, you know, do you need that phone in the classroom? Do you need that phone when you go to bed? There, You don't need the phones at that time. Computers should be in the middle of a family room where parents, when they're walking by, can kind of see what's going on. And really, uh, you know, as soon as they're finished with dinner and they're, they're on their phones or their iPads for a little while, okay, time to go to bed. Phone, come to me. You can have it back in the morning. I think that sounds fair enough. It's totally fair. Kids don't like it, but it's totally fair. Mm. And they need their sleep anyway. Well, ideally, ideally, that's Ross Ellis joining us here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ross is the founder and CEO of Stomp Out Bullying, which is the nation's leading anti-bullying, cyberbullying organization. Um, so what would you uh, suggest be the rule in schools with 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 technology with technology yeah. um i think the schools need to get on board and accept the technology is there because when it when there's a cyber bully instance and the kids or the parents go to the school schools don't want to take responsibility for anything technology was um, they feel it's not in their bailiwick so 
okay, get on board. You must accept that this is happening in your school. They're your students. I would not, I think the, the phone should be, or iPad should be left in the lockers. They can use it at free periods, whatever, but there's no reason for them to have it in school. And I think if all schools clamped down on that and it was across the country, our kids would be a lot better off. Do you think that it's at the the point where we should look at legislation? That's a very good question. I, I Interesting that you ask me that. You can have all the legislation you want, but we have anti-bullying legislation laws. Mm -hmm. And sadly, many, I'm not going to say all of the schools, but many of the schools do not enforce it. So the laws are worthless because the schools don't enforce them. So if the school's not going to enforce legislation, is it is it a, a Don Quixote-like act to even say that schools on, on ground level should be policing the kids? You know, I would hate for a school to police their students, but they have to be responsible. Yeah. You know, I was at a school the other day where they have no bullying incidents whatsoever. And one of the kids, someone snapped a, a rubber band and it hit his face. Well, that was investigated immediately. They brought the kid that did it in. They spoke to him and there were consequences mm. and they wanted to find out what caused that behavior. But if if that happens in school, a lot of principals or administration will say, okay, you're expelled for a couple of days. Kids don't care if they're expelled. Well, they just think of it as a couple of days without exactly, homework. Exactly, exactly. The thing that uh, I keep thinking uh, is that the problem isn't even really the kids, it's the parents. Correct. And um, you have schools that don't want to tangle with parents. Right. Parents who think their children are perfect right. or parents who don't care. Or who are in denial because they act the same way. Right. Right. Um, so, again, it feels like a, a very Don, uh, Don Quixote uh, exercise in, okay, we're trying to teach our kids, but if the kid is going to hide behind mom and mom is going to say, you stay away from my kid, and then go on a local news program and say – this teacher bullied my kid or this school is discriminating against me for this reason or blah, 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 blah. It feels like it's harder to differentiate between well, the problem kids and the problem parents. Yeah. I mean, look, it starts at home. You've got to teach your kids to be kind and respectful. Yeah. And that, that starts at home from a very early age. And the, and that does have to go to school, too, because schools need to teach that. Yeah. And if the school has a situation, I mean, I had a principal come to me and say, I've got a bully at the school. I don't know how to handle the parents. I said, God, that's so easy. Call the parents, say, come on in, let's have a chat. When they get there, offer them a cup of coffee and say, you know what? Johnny's a great student. We value him here. But Johnny has a problem, and we'd like to help you change his behavior. Don't even use the word bullying. Yeah. Because you're already showing that you care and that you want to help. That's good. That's I th really good. I think that's a perfect way to start. Instead it of saying, Johnny's a bully, and you better stop it. Yeah. It, well, it, it creates instant defense mechanisms. Right, right. Uh, but you know what's really interesting is that there's, there's a, at least from my point of view, uh, a, a deeper divide between parents and schools. When I was a kid back in the 70s, back in the black and white days, <laughs> um, 
the, 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 the schools had more authority over they did. kids. Um, parents were more communal, it seemed. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. It seemed more communal. And as a result, it built what I believe was a healthy degree of fear. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being a little afraid of authority when you're a kid. I think I'm, I'm not saying you should walk around in terror that someone's going to beat the shit out of yeah. you, but I think that the fear that the teacher's going to find out that you're up to something should should live in a student. I I could be 100% off the base uh, from yours and everybody else's point of view, but I don't know. Uh, back in my day, a little fear of Mr. Goldberg was a good thing because Mr. Goldberg we call your mama. Right. And if your mama wasn't home, then they would call your mama's neighbor. Exactly. And your mama's neighbor had the same freedom or reasonable freedom to not whoop you, but to discipline you on some level. Right. I'm not talking about smacking people around. I'm talking about just letting, you know, that there has to be, we're all trying to be down. We're all trying to be friends. We're all trying to be buddies. Well, but, the, you know, the, there are ways to go about it. I mean, when I was growing up, yes, there was fear. But I think, and I really feel this way, if your children are respectful they don't have to be fearful because they're respecting the authorities. And if something is done, if the principal has to call the mother a father, I don't think parents today are going to be too thrilled that they have to leave work to go to school to deal with the situation. So it's about if you're learning the right thing at home and you're learning the right thing in school and things will happen get you know nip it in the bud get to the root of the behavior instead of pointing fingers and parents if you are listening please do not go to the school and start screaming that you want this child the bully arrested and that you want the parents sued and all of that because when you go in and you start screaming at the principal he's going to he or she's going to shut down yeah the best thing to do is document everything and say here's what's going on can you help us that's really good. Again, that's Ross Ellis joining us here on The Jolt. Ross is the founder and CEO of Stomp Out Bullying, which is the nation's leading anti-bullying, cyberbullying organization. Um, when did schools start to back off from your point of view? Um, I've been noticing it from the very beginning. And I think you know, some a lot of schools don't want to have the label bullying. And let's face it, the media is always talking about bullying and cyberbullying. And sometimes the word gets abused by everybody. Um, so the smallest thing can be perceived as bullying when it isn't. Um, I think that also a lot of schools are not trained properly. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of schools are so busy with the paperwork and everything else that they all have to deal with today that they don't have time to deal with it. Yeah. So there are a lot of factors, but we've got to change those factors to make sure that every administrator knows how to deal with it properly. So uh, I, I assume that you watched the story that's coming to South Carolina yes. with the same horror that the rest of us did. Yes. But I'm also wondering if you saw something in, in this terrible, unspeakable end result somewhere along the line where it needed to be, where it could have been nipped in the bud before it got to the point where that guy who acted inappropriately yeah. 
was in the room? It was beyond horrific. Um, first of all, I quest- I don't know what the student did, but unless she had a gun, and even then, there was no reason to, do- to no treat No reason her the to way- touch this child. Right, right. Um, I question why this teacher was just standing there and doing nothing. Um, why would you need to call a police officer in to, because a kid refused to leave class or put her phone away or whatever. Right. Um, I, I, the way this child was treated was unspeakable. And frankly, this cop needs to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. But it's funny because I look at that, that situation and, and I think, oh, my gosh. But then I wonder... Did people give up on this child before? Maybe. Maybe. Before? And as a result, maybe she needed discipline. Maybe she needed. But that's not discipline. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're kind of like, I'm going, I want to kind right. of jump 10 right. steps back. I get it. I get it. You know, but I want to go before this man even woke up that morning. Right. You know, three weeks ago, from your, from your experience, anecdotally, anecdotally, did, she, did you see in any of the story coverage so far the symptoms of someone who was going through something terrible that maybe someone should have stepped in. Maybe she was being bullied herself or maybe she was committing the act and nobody got involved because nobody, everybody's afraid to get involved. Right, right. I didn't hear anything about bullying. I heard that there was a death in her family, but now I'm hearing it's not true. Regardless, and you know what? I mean, maybe there was a school office, resource officer that could have come in and not, because not all police are bad. No, I know. know? So you send this guy in, he's angry, and he's had a history of doing this before, and I don't think he really cared. How do you treat someone like that, especially a child, but anybody? Yeah, I agree. That's unconscionable. It's it's beyond the pale. Right. It's beyond the pale. Um, But the thing, I I guess the thing that is tricky to say, but I'll say it because, well, okay, is... This 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 heinous act is, I fear, going to make everybody step away from from kids who are acting out in one way or another, whether it be because they have a problem at home or whether because they're being bullied. Or I just feel like it's the kids are now about to be even more isolated from help because nobody's going to want to come near the kid for fear of something going terribly right, wrong. Right. I mean, I hope that's not the case, and I. Don't believe that all law enforcement is like that. No, of course not. So if you bring in the if law enforcement is necessary to bring in, that's likely not going to happen. Yeah. Um, But you get a guy, an angry guy like this who really doesn't care. And there are a lot of angry people, whether they're law enforcement or not. um, And they do this. And I just it's it. There are no words. There are none. There are no words. I really hope that this does, does not set the tone. Um, kids do need to be respectful of adults, whether they're children, um, teachers, or law enforcement, or anybody else. But to do what he did to this poor kid, nothing justifies that. So in, it's it's interesting because the other other thing that I thought I've been thinking as I'm watching this is, I don't believe that kids should have phones in classrooms, but one person, one kid having a phone in a classroom told this story that we need to know. It's true. I mean, look, there's something like this we do need to know, but everything is, is on YouTube. 
Everything yeah. is online. Yeah. So just like uh, if someone's having a fight, I, I saw mothers prodding their teenage girls to fight each other. And I that know. everything is on YouTube. We live in such a crazy society. So a lot of these things shouldn't be taped. But something like this is very helpful because it's going to help law enforcement. Yeah. Now, the FBI is going to help, hopefully, and they're going to determine um, – I have ideas about this, which I'm not going to say on air um, because of where this is located. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just this poor kid should not have gone through that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Again, uh, Ross Ellis joining us here on The Jolt. OK, so I would be having panic attacks if I had children. Oh, you wouldn't. You'd be fine. I would be having panic attacks. <laughs> So what what advice would you give someone? <laughs> it's an obvious question and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hope that your expertise will calm the panic attacks of every because we have a lot of parents who listen to this show. Uh and particularly we have a lot of LGBT parents who listen That's to this great. show. Uh, and no doubt their kids are going to be potentially at risk of bullying because even more so. Because of having two moms, two dads, mm-hmm. or a single mom or a single and dad. And that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but this is the world we live right. in in 2015. Right. So what would you say to those parents about how to even begin protecting their child? Right. I mean, first of all, you love your kids. Make sure they know how much you love them. Um Talk all the time. Have conversations. And don't ask them if they're being bullied. That's the worst thing you can do. Um, start a conversation with, gee, you know, I'm hearing a lot about bullying and cyberbullying in the media. Do you, you know, is, does it happen in your school? Do you know anyone it's happening to? Use open-ended questions so that you can have a dialogue, and not just once, but all the time. And then you can always say to your kid, if this is happening to you or you're fearful of it happening to you, I want you to know you can talk to me, and we'll work through it together. We'll work out a plan and work through it together to get help. What do you do if you if you fear that your child is a bully? Um. Talk to your kid, let them know how much you love them, and then let them know that you're going to get them help. It's critical, you know, to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whatever, whoever can counsel your kid to determine why they're behaving this way. Because they're doing this for a reason. Mm. And so you need to get to the root of the problem. Do, do kids who are bullying tend to isolate the same way that kids who are being bullied? They can. They can, especially in my opinion, if Mm -hmm. they're into gaming. Um, They're very isolated. A lot of experts will not agree with me. I think gaming is extremely dangerous. It feels like gaming is more dangerous than Snapchat or Facebook. Well, it is. Um, Because you don't know who you're dealing with. Everyone's in their fantasy. That's right. And also, too, you've got to be careful because on these gaming sites... You can give people, which I don't approve of, your name and address. I had a mom call us from California. She said, my kid is on a game uh, thing on on Internet, and this 24-year-old woman is is sending him gifts. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that was just so creepy. That is really creepy. So creepy. So you've got to be careful and not, you know, look, not every kid, the shootings at the schools are not necessarily related to bullying. But every shooter that I see, they all have that glare and that stare in their eye when you see them on the news. 
And they're pretty much a lot of them are gamers. Yeah. I'm not going to relate that to bullying because it's not always the case. No. But parents really need to be responsible and teach their children the right thing. I think the problem is, and I think it's one of the reasons why I ultimately decided that I would not be a parent, is it is a lifetime or, or a big chunk of your lifetime sacrifice. It is. And I think, you know, when I hear about, oh, I brought my, I brought my child to the movie theater and there was this terrible incident, and well, we we needed to get out. It's like, well, no, you don't. You needed to think about that before you had a child. If you're thinking well, I need to get out, and you're going to bring your two year old to a movie theater, then maybe you shouldn't have had a child, or maybe you should wait until you can find someone to take care of your child. I think it's better to get to find someone to wait to take care of your child. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I mean, I know but, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But let's face it: when you take a little kid to the movies. They're crying. They're hungry. They're not enjoying the movies. So why would, you know, don't go to the movie unless you can get a sitter or wait for it to come on demand, you know? It's a sensory assault for a child that they can't handle. Right, right. I mean, think about the things because it's just like when when you're on a plane. But that you can't really control. And I feel so bad for parents when they do go on a plane. Oh, we hate them. Ross, we hate them. But you know what? I I know we're not supposed to. I know. I mean, there should be an airline just for families. Or just like a section. (laughs) Right, right. But but you know what? You can't help it. And I I guarantee you those parents feel worse than you do. I would would, uh, assume. I don't know if I would guarantee, but I would assume. But but I, really, the problem is that we don't think enough. We think, oh, my God, I need to see myself. Right. And, and if, anyway, um, I don't want to go on a tirade. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but ultimately, ultimately, you have to you have to be aware. Is it ever is it ever cool to snoop? I don't want to call it snooping. I think that you... Abs- Educated viewing. I like that. <laughs> Is that I good? I like that. That's very good. Um, you really need to have your kids' usernames and passwords. And the the computer should be out in the open in a family room so you can walk by and see what's going on. If you suspect something is going on, you know, you need to be able to look at their texts. I mean, we had one kid that got 35 texts within three seconds, and they were all horrible. And he showed it to his mom, and she copied all of the phone numbers. And she called me. She gave me the numbers. And we called the, the provider of the phone, and it was nipped in the bud. But not every kid is going to go to their parent. And, and if the kid starts displaying fear and not yeah. wanting to use their digital devices— Believe there's something going on and talk to them. And if you need to look on their digital devices, do. And I have a friend who would not let her kid have any kind of social media account unless she friended her. That's good. The other thing is, and and this is something that nobody ever really thinks about when they're having their moment of keyboard courage, and that is there is no anonymity. No, none at all. You can be found so easily now. That's There's right. no anonymity. That's right. Kids think there is. There is absolutely none. But you can none. easily be found. Absolutely none. And parents need to know that because that's a really good way to proceed in knowing that you can protect right. your child just by having their device. Exactly. Very, very important. Ross, There's this has been so uh, terrific because it's been educational even for uh, you know a, a jaded, cynical guy like me. But I also think <laughs> Really, really fascinating because the world is so different now, and um, 
bless all the good parents out there because it's not easy. It's no, never it's been not. easy to be a parent, but it feels the even hardest hard. job in the world. But it feels even harder now. Oh, it is. It definitely. feels way harder now. Our kids are way too sophisticated too soon. But that's the whole thing. The parents need to be sophisticated and educated. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want you to learn more um, by going to stompoutbullying.org. Yep. Mm -hmm. Stompoutbullying.org. Ten years. Great work. And um, and I hope you'll please come back and talk more I'd love in the future. To. Thank please, you please. so much. Again, stompoutbullying.org. This is The Jolt.